This is Defenders TV Podcast, episode 78.5, where we are looking at the Doctor Strange IMAX preview. Welcome to the Nother Realm, Defenders. Uh, this is not Luke Cage, this is Doctor Strange, and we are about to take you into a spoiler-free uh, preview of the IMAX preview of Doctor Strange that Derek and myself were lucky enough to attend in Dublin today. Um, it is a 0.5 episode of Defenders TV podcast, episode 78.5, and I'm one of your hosts, uh, Doctor Strange fanatic, John. And I'm one of your other hosts, Derek, uh, recent convert to the commune of Doctor Strangedom, I think. Doctor Strange has a commune? This is getting dodgy people. <laughs> kind, of, kind of a cult. Yeah, it's more of a yeah. cult, I think. Okay. Um, and rounding out the troop, I'm Chris, who did not go to the IMAX preview of Doctor Strange. So these guys are going to tell me all about it. Yes, yes, yes. we are. But don't worry, listeners. Very importantly, we are not going to spoil anything for Chris. It's one of the good things about having a third co-host who couldn't actually make it to the preview tonight is that we don't want to spoil him either. So we're not going to spoil him. We're just going to give general impressions about what we thought about the 15 minutes of footage shown in the IMAX preview for Doctor Strange. And I am convinced that everyone will be a Doctor Strange uh, commune or convert uh, <laughs> by the end of this film when it is released in Ireland and the UK on the 25th of October. And of course, for those of you who live on the other side of the pond, it is the 4th of November. Mm. That's right. That's right. That's a, that's a little giveaway there, John. It is. Without any further delay, for everyone who is joining us just simply because it says Doctor Strange on the title and it's popped into your feed, please go along and subscribe and leave a review at www.defenderstvpodcast.com forward slash iTunes, or you can go to any other mystical podcast catcher and search Defenders TV Podcast. If you are of an Android uh, bent, then please um, search for us there. Uh, uh, subscribe, leave a review. We will be back for, obviously, episode 79 of Defenders TV Podcast, where we will reconnect uh, in with Luke Cage, Marvel Netflix's Luke Cage, episode 79. Yep, where we're talking about episode 5 just to get a rep, but... If you do subscribe to us over on uh, over on iTunes, you'll get our Summer of Strange coverage, where we talked about the uh, Doctor Strange 1978 movie. We did our Doctor Strange 101, and we also did our Doctor Strange animated movie. So that's probably a good point to start then. Quickly, John, I suppose, since I know my own answer to this. Uh, how do you think the visuals of what we saw compare to what we saw in those two movies that we previewed over on our uh, over on our feed? Well, first off, just wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow for me anyway. Uh -huh. um, it, it's that moment where you come out of a film, um, but this is just a preview, I hasten to add, and you feel that you need to go back inside the cinema to watch it again to try and fully comprehend actually what's just gone on. Mm. Um, or, or just 
look at other parts of the screen to see what you missed or what you may have missed or something. It's that absolutely epic and mind-boggling all at the same time. All I can say is that the idea that it is connected to Inception, yes, in terms of skyscrapers folding in on itself, yes, there is an element of there, but it goes in a different direction. I'm not saying it's beyond that, but it goes completely different direction to that. Yes, that is an element of it, but there is so much more to the visuals. Um, really trippy. Uh, in fact, massively trippy. Um, <laughs> it really uh, works on the on the IMAX as well, the visuals. Um, maybe there were some moments where you get that issue sometimes with with 3D uh, where things look smaller than they normally are but I mean yeah. I, that's nothing unusual to mm. Doctor Strange here to, to this preview that's something that happens but I mean in terms of what you get from the 3D um, and certainly the IMAX experience it's absolutely uh, really uh, fantastic. Absolutely and just to jump in on your point there the Inception thing totally on unwarranted i suppose the the comparison to to inception that came out when we saw the trailers where we saw some buildings folding in on each other this is nothing like inception i will go as far as to say that this blows those scenes out of the water from inception from just what we've seen great great sequence uh great moments with those characters in that scene and it's fantastic to watch, especially, again, watching it in IMAX. You're looking at every single corner of the screen. There's something going on everywhere around. Whereas I think the Inception scene, if I remember the, the, correctly, it was effectively something that happened in the background. It was one simple scene of the city folding in to show that they were in a dream universe, basically. That's kind of it. This is, they are fully interacting with the environment around them. Be fair to say? It, it is absolutely that. It is like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt scene um, just continuously yeah. to an extent. And that's done through, um, you know, in effect, that's been done and it's it's able to be done and imagined like that because of what happened in Inception. Absolutely. But um, it is primarily, I think, CGI mm. rather than practical uh, effects. I, I would that, hope so. I don't think know. there's a room big enough. <laughs> No, but I mean, not not even on the small scale. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Can Can I ask one question uh-huh. now? Because uh, and this is not meant as a bad thing. Of course, you two guys are, are uh, bifocals, so you have wear glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I... not wear bifocals. Okay, that's not <laughs> my mom isn't bifocals... when she knits. <laughs> I'm short sighted. Okay. 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 Not bifocal then, but you're wearing the glasses, so yep. a, a lot okay. of. Um, so this is really two questions. Okay. One, for our listeners who wear glasses as well and have to put on the 3D glasses, mm-hmm. there's always that element of that haziness. Yes. Did, did that come through with some of these? Because it's worked. It's come through on some and it's not coming through on others. So I'd love to know from a production point of view what that looks like. Do you know what? Traditionally, Marvel do post-produce their 3D uh, in their yeah. films, they do. Uh, they create the film, they do it in two D, and then they bring in another studio who does the post production on their on their movies. So far, as far as I can tell, this is a really good conversion. If it's not or not filmed in IMAX, I do have okay. to check that out um, because I'm having much less of the problems that I would see in a normal Marvel film. Uh, although I've had really bad experiences with some of the IMAX uh, experience, things like uh, in Avengers: Age of Ultron, where 
Uh, the, remember, I think we talked about it on our review yeah. of Angela, Edge of Ultron, where things just weren't meshing together in scenes. Now, a big caveat, obviously, is that, that this is specifically made as a preview for Doctor Strange to get people in to watch the movie. So they are probably cutting together just the IMAX scenes or some of the IMAX scenes. Um, so a big caveat there. I don't know what the full experience of a two-hour movie like this is. Um, it sometimes phases in and out a little bit for me as a glasses wearer. You, can, yeah. you don't always get the exact focus that you would get if you're a 2020 vision, I presume. I've never had it, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> yes, I. but even as a 2020, sometimes that does happen as yeah. well. But it's uh, from knowing enough people who wear glasses as well, it's worse a lot worse for, yeah. for glasses users. But this 3D experience, I'll say there's a, there's a great moment. Um, again, no spoilers, but a great moment where you're, where you're guided around the screen where lots of things are going on all around you and you really feel like you're, you're inside it. I felt like I was inside it. I was looking at yeah. different corners of the screen with things going on in every corner and trying to, trying to kind of be inside that area of the screen. So almost, Almost like virtual reality, almost that feeling okay. of it. So, like that scene in Age of Ultron again, where spoilers, I guess, for Age of Ultron, maybe. Uh, maybe? Nah, they'll have watched okay. it. Okay, yeah, you'll have watched it by this point, hopefully. If not, please watch it. The scene where they're in the circular room at mm. the end, and you have all the the other Ultrons coming in, and the camera's spinning to each person, mm. and it was all in three D as well because you had guys jumping through and stuff similar to that. Um, no. No, no. I, I'm talking. Better. I'm talking Ant Man. Okay. Other realm towards the end of Ant Man. Right. Only cooler okay. with okay with being able to see everything that's going on in all those corners. Yeah. So I, okay. I feel the I feel the Ant Man template is definitely being used in some of the scenes we saw in the preview. Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely. But there's loads more added to it. And while that was the end of a film that wasn't was was supposed to be a small movie. This is the fundamental part of Doctor Strange, so they've definitely concentrated a lot more in those visuals. Would that be accurate? Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a little Ant-Man motif uh, in, in the preview, which was very cool to see. Mm-hmm. A- and then there's a hell of a lot of other different motifs. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, ultimately, the visuals here are really uh, mind-blowing. I mean, the, the preview was cut in a way that it, it wasn't just 15 minutes of A to B. It was A to B, then C to D. I don't know yeah. quite how where they were p- placed within the movie. Um, yeah. But I suppose, f- for me, what it certainly did do is w- it built on primarily the scenes that we've seen in the trailers yeah. so far. And, okay. and join them. So there were definitely, obviously, a lot of new elements joining that were p- parts where the dialogue is spoken in its actual place within the movie. And so it really gave an idea of the movie itself. And it was, it, it felt much better than, yeah. than the teasers and, yeah. and the trailers. Definitely. Can I talk about one extra element that has definitely been added for me? on top okay. of the stuff that we saw in the trailers and teasers and all that kind of stuff. One element that just hasn't come out for me in the past has been the sense of humor. And this comes out in spades in this 15 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Even with that, man? Uh, the sense of humor, excuse me, sorry, the sense of humor within the Doctor Strange 
previews and Doctor Strange. Oh, sorry, you're talking about the trailers and yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one it's one of the things that just hasn't come out to me within all the stuff we've seen. We've seen little snippets of oh, there's a bit of sense of humor in the Wi-Fi password joke that we saw yeah. in, in the previous trailer. There's so much more here. Um Benedict Cumberbatch gets good number of gags in here. The Ancient One gets a few. Wong gets a couple as well. There's some good dialogue here. There's some good banter between the characters that we've got on here. And definitely Benedict Cumberbatch is bringing his sense of humor to the role. Yeah, no, there's good humor here. Absolutely. And it's, it's that humor as well. Um, that I think you can relate to from maybe Sherlock or something as mm. well, where, you know, there's an element of up himself. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it is actually genuinely funny. And I mean, it is part of the reason ultimately why they have, um, you know, I was reading in, in Empire magazine, you know, they did delay the filming of this to get Benedict Cumberbatch because of how he has portrayed, for example, like Sherlock, an aloof character, but still retain a humanity to him and keep an audience with him. Yeah. And, and I think that's the kind of humor that you get here mm-hmm. as well. It, and I mean, that's props to the writers as much as to, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor, but, and, and the supporting cast and how they play mm-hmm. off him is. And Rachel the, McAdams got a really good line. Yeah, as well. yeah. She gets a really good line, uh, from in the preview, uh, hopefully more obviously <laughs> than just one yeah. line. The humor throughout the preview was really, a surprise, but and it and it worked. It, it didn't feel out of place, yeah. Uh, because given all Good. the visuals that we have, yeah. it, it kind of needs it. And I mean, there is also, you know, Doctor Strange is this kind of solitary figure between the um, Avengers protecting the world from extraterrestrial threats, and then the masters of the mystic arts uh, and, and him as the sorcerer supreme defending the world from um interdimensional threats and and he is cast within the comics as a solitary sort of crusader or 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 warrior i suppose um protecting those boundaries of, of time and space and and dimensions um and so i think you need to have that because it, it can get hugely serious otherwise um, but this it was some really good humour Good, it's good to hear because the one thing we touched on briefly in one of our podcasts in the opening was that there was news that they were doing reshoots of the film and that obviously reshoots is either a good thing or a bad thing it's, mm. it, it, it's literally one or the other in other words they've done a test audience and go they want to expand on something better mm-hmm. or touch up something uh, if we're before post-production uh, or they got to a point and went eep it's too dark too solitary etc yeah. etc et so it's good to hear that they, they found that balance because one of the things that obviously I don't know I think the Russo brothers probably do best is they marry that or marry I should say the humour elements of say Captain America uh, Civil War with the kind of dark, somber moments of that as yeah, well. Yeah. But then with the Wi-Fi password, I wasn't sure if we were going to end up, they were going to try and make an Ant-Man Doctor Strange, right. if you understand my meaning. No. Yeah. In terms of, like, remember that Baskin-Robbins scene? Uh-huh. 
I'm hoping, like, we, I was hoping from the Wi-Fi password bit, I was like, oh, no, we're going to get Doctor Strange in some surgical bit where it's literally, so that kid again is in there, kind right. of job. No, I think, I think again, we're talking preview here, and I, I, I yeah. think it feels like this footage, obviously, was put together quite a while ago by the marketing team to show off the visuals of Doctor Strange, but I'm just really glad that we saw a bit of humor in it as well, because I don't think the visuals alone are going to be what keeps people with this film, but I, yeah. I kind of... I almost want to compare this to something like Avatar, where people will come out of okay. seeing this type of footage and will go, you got to go see this. you got to go see this in 3D IMAX because of how good the yeah. visuals are. I kind of had that on the tip of my tongue as well, and I didn't want to because actually that was the only good thing about Avatar. That is true. Hey, Dancing with Wolves is a good... F- I'm sorry, not Dancing with Wolves. <laughs> I, I know I've had conversations sort of in our Facebook group with people saying that the visuals have really got to step up. And yes, they do, I suppose. Mm. But there has to be a good storyline there, irrespective. Absolutely. I mean, if you yeah. just have visuals like you had with Avatar, it becomes pointless. Um, and they are amazing visuals on that front. And I would hasten to say what Kevin Feige has been saying, that it is not like anything else within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think he's probably spot on after what we saw from a visual point of view. You know, Russo Brothers, absolutely fantastic, but the level of warping and weaving and, and having to keep the audience sort of at least on an idea of what's going on is second to none. And, And it has action as well. Um, in that world. And I mean, one of the things I'd say is that, you know, it's not just humor and visuals, but the action. So one of the things that really, it, it joins up, um, a few sequences that we see in the teaser trailer. And I'm not going to say what they are. Um, into the flowing, I think, fight or chase sequence that they're on. Mm. And it is really, really, really impressive. It's dynamic. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. You're turned around. It's really, yeah, it's, it's fast. It's dynamic. Um, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The one question I have a lot of people have been asking about is the use and visual style of magic. Mm-hmm. So obviously without getting spoilers. Yeah. So we've seen that kind of lightning static electricity type look to, and to the kind, are they designs? The seals. How did the the magic look? Um, I think it looked pretty impressive. It, it again, it, it there is nothing particularly hugely new that's different from what we've seen in some of the previews. But it looks it looks much better because you're seeing connected to the to what it's actually creating. So the visuals we've seen in the past are symbols in the air drawn by Doctor Strange or the Ancient One or Cassilius as well, where they're drawing images in the air that are causing something that's kind of the visual we've seen whereas in the preview what we're seeing is the effects of what they're drawing in the air so those are spells that they're that they're creating using their abilities and then we're seeing the effects of what's happening so whether that's creating possibly a weapon or whether that's creating fire or whether that's creating something to fight off an attacker or creating a shield for example um what you i suppose the difference between what we saw in those trailers was it was almost like they were just creating some pictures in the air but yeah. you're seeing much more of the devastation that can be created by those shapes i suppose those or, shapes that are representative yeah. of the incantations, the incantations. And, and and so on yeah i mean like it it it's, 
from what I can see, it's not really anything totally different. It's I think, but you see them forming as they're doing their incantation. Mm. So there is one point where you see this this shape building within yes. and around the hand as they're doing the the incantation. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm I'm bought into this point. Yeah, I think there's another thing that we can buy into as well, which you definitely see horror sensibilities um, coming from Scott Derrickson. You know, he's done The Exorcism of Emily Rose. He's done Sinister. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's anything like them, but in terms of w- weird, freaky stuff. Mm-hmm. And it being in a Marvel <laughs> film, I would say this is really pushing the envelope, at least for Marvel. And there were two scenes for me that really pushed a sensibility that I think ultimately comes from the director and ultimately comes from horror. And I mean, it will fit really well with the notion of dark dimensions mm. and so on. And the fact that, you know, we, we do have a comparison between different dimensions that effectively are uplifting and nourishing and, and ones maybe that are the opposite of that. And I think oh, yeah. in terms of that darkness that, I think the director, Scott Derrickson, can put his own stamp on coming from a horror background. Mm-hmm. I would say we maybe caught two snippets uh, within this preview that really show something very different from any other Marvel uh, movie to date. Definitely. So what age rating is Doctor Strange? I believe it hasn't been rated yet. So, um, okay, so PG we could be 13. looking at a six, we could be PG 13, 16. PG 13, most likely. It does depend on what we saw in the preview. It just depends maybe if it goes any further or not. I mean, mm. I don't know whether in themselves, I'm, I'm thinking they are a PG, no, or a 16 or something like that. Mm. But I don't know. I, it, it's difficult to know, but to me, they definitely had a horror sensibility. Maybe I've, you can describe yeah, it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm a big horror fan, obviously, as well. Uh, but I'm thinking of something like the Pan's Labyrinth type of horror. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. that would be PG-13. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's scary, but... Scary, creepy yeah. kind of type of thing. And I think even Sinister was actually a, a PG-13, if I remember it was, correctly. It was 16. It was 16. 16. Um, yeah. So, so that kind of style of... That kind of visual style would probably be where the creepiness comes from. Yeah. You could get a more mature Doctor Strange. If we, if we're saying phase six, mm. Doctor Strange two could be a bit more Pan's Labyrinth, but scarier styled kind of. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting to see. Yeah. I, th- I think what we're talking about here is that we're, we're talking about different dimensions. And as, as John called out, you're talking about the fluffy furry dimension and the exact opposite of the fluffy furry dimension would be the dark so unicorn, dimension, right? So, so one, you have unicorns and uh-huh. rainbows and like exactly. everything's cupcakes and not so much in the other. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that that's kind of what you could have with, with this version of Doctor Strange. So I think we probably need to cut it here before we start getting really spoilery in anything we're saying. I think we're, we've got a general overview. Chris, anything else that you have questions on? My questions were around the tone. Mm-hmm. So you've answered that, obviously, it's the humour, which is great, and some of the serious moments, even better. Magic, 
happy about that. Uh, 3D, obviously the visuals, that was a big part for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad to hear it's still good. Uh, I'll reserve my judgment on a 2D versus 3D mm-hmm. until uh, we do our review because I, I, I personally, I like my 2D yep. Marvels. Yep. Uh, I'll watch it in 3D, but Likewise. I prefer the 2D. It's just, it's better together. So we will hopefully have, we'll have found out by then, by launch, whether it's a post production or a, uh, film, pre filmed. Mm-hmm. So no, I just want literally thumbs up, thumbs down of what you're seeing so far. Is it heading the right direction? Are we firing on all strange cylinders? I'm going to go quickly first and just say I am even more excited than I was. Before we started our all of our podcasts, by the end of those podcasts, I was going, I'm now up for seeing a Doctor Strange film. Hmm. After seeing this, I just want to get back to the cinema and watch the full thing. I want to see how it all ties together. I still feel, even with this other 15 minutes that seem to be taken really good bits of the movie from various points in the film, I still feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of what we're actually going to see within the film. And that makes me really excited, especially because of the quality of the visuals that we got, the the style of the the humour that we saw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was really good. I mean, definitely, you know, thumbs up for, from me. If I wasn't more excited anyway, I would probably just explode or something but like this is just that this was this was really like something i wasn't expecting i mean i was happy with what they were showing in the teaser um and and to do this like i mean i think we had said on the basis of some of the teaser trailers we hope it's a bit more trippy well (laughs) they have gone there yeah (laughs) and they have done that or Scott Derrickson has and, and his team and, and everyone involved. I just can't be more happy about that. <laughs> it, it will, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I think as Derek says, it still feels as though what they've shown really is contained within the trailers. They've just maybe expanded on a few mm. parts of that. So really, it, it'll be interesting to see just what this movie um, ultimately encapsulates mm-hmm. as a whole. But th- this really has me like hugely excited. And I would say definitely watch it on IMAX 3D mm. and then probably watch it on 2D. Yeah. And then buy the Blu-ray um, and then get the mass yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, Two more quick things for me. Uh, number one, we were really concerned about going to see this preview before we did. We didn't book tickets until I think last Friday, three, four days beforehand, because we were concerned it was going to spoil us for the film. I don't think it has. I really don't think it's given away any huge no, plot details, so. uh, anything that we wouldn't have known from seeing the trailer. So all happy with that. And the second thing, Caecilius looks bloody cool. Yeah. Um, which is the character played by Mads Mikkelsen, um, our villain character for the piece. Uh, he looks bloody cool. He looks really cool, actually. I think he might get some, get some extra fans, some people that haven't seen yeah. him in things like Hannibal. And Wong that, was really on. good as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. One character we didn't see much of in the preview, though, is Mordo, and I'm interested to see some more of him. Uh, as we get into the film as well. I really don't know what else to ask you guys without trying to get you to answer more. So I think at this point, because obviously we're very important around uh, spoilers versus mm-hmm. spoiler free. So I'm afraid if I ask you any more, I will be spoiled and much like our listeners. So yep. I think you're right. Let's close this out for now and uh, we'll see everyone next week. Excellent. Chris, stay on the line so we can spoil the hell out of you on all the rest of it. No! <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we'll be back on uh, Tuesday, the 18th of October with episode five of our Luke Cage coverage just to get a wrap. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, thanks so much for listening and 
keep it here for all things strange and of course all roads lead to doctor strange 25th of october uh 2016 Mm -hmm. also my birthday so hooray speak to you soon keep it strange bye bye You have been listening to Defenders TV Podcast, a production of TV Podcast Industries. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, please go to www.defenderstvpodcast.com forward slash iTunes and subscribe there, leave a review, or alternatively go to any other good podcast catcher and search Defenders TV Podcast for Android users. Leave a review, subscribe, and this really helps independent podcasts uh, to be found out by other interested listeners. Also share uh, our podcast updates on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, or any other social media platform. Uh, You can also join us on Twitter at DefendersCast. You can join us on Facebook. Join our group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Defenders TV podcast. Come and join the community, enter into the discussion, leave comments and feedback. If you want to get involved in the podcast, you can leave feedback at feedback at defenderstvpodcast.com or alternatively, you can leave a voicemail on our website at www.defenderstvpodcast.com. 90 seconds long and be an uh, audio part of our podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you again soon.